Welcome back to another episode of The Scorer's Table. I'm William Robbins on what is probably about the middle of media day in the NBA, joined by Julian McKee. What is good, everybody? What is good to The Scorer's Hive? It's good to be back with my man, Will. You know, we are back. It's a cold, it's a very cold night in Boston right now. I'm having a little bit of a cold, so I'm envious. I wish I was in <laughs> Flatbush right now, doing some, doing some whining. Doing some, doing some dining on Jamaican food. Shit, I wish I was, but it's, it's, I actually walked past the uh, the Fisherman's Cove the other night. Fisherman's uh, Cove is legendary. You, that you was and I, that, that was. I didn't realize how close I was to it. That was the first time I'd ever seen it. Bro, you're right next to the Fisherman's Cove. Seriously, <laughs> it's, 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 no, you're 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 next to so much good food. So as as I mentioned in the intro, we're in kind of the midst of NBA Media Day, or or the media day for every team. So today was a, a decent amount of teams. I believe the Knicks, the Celtics, uh, Philly, a few others. Um, but before we get into part four of previewing every NBA team going into the season, the final part, Julian has so graciously granted me 45 seconds to rant about media day. <laughs> <laughs> also known as potentially my least favorite day of the entire sports calendar. Oh, really? So, okay, I hate media day. It's it's all 30 NBA teams feeling really good about them. It's like the first day of training camp in the NFL where all 32 teams feel like they have a chance to win. In the NBA, unless you're, unless you're the, the Dolphins, yeah, then you, they're not trying to win. But Rex Ryan. <laughs> Well, Rex Ryan's on ESPN, so I guess they're not trying to win. Um, <laughs> but in in the NBA, Media Day is very um, – it's just all 30 teams all trying to talk their fan bases and all the reporters into we had the exact summer we were trying to have. Mm-hmm. And in 98% of cases, it's total BS. <laughs> um, I, I'd argue that the Clippers could say that. I'd argue that the Nets could say that. Yes, sir. You know the I'd, vibes. I'd argue that maybe the Lakers could say that. I would um, say, yeah, honestly. I think that they have a I think that they think they have a really good roster, which makes the roster even more amusing. Yeah. I would I would I would say that the uh, the Sixers could say they had that. Mm, I th- I think that's pretty true. Definitely the Heat. The Heat yeah. 100%. The Heat, the Heat, yes. Um I bet I bet in in Detroit's own weird way they got exactly what they wanted. Yeah, they 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 continued their legacy of weird <laughs> rosters that make no sense. Good yeah. for you, Detroit. So, Joe Dumar is smiling down on you from somewhere. And honestly, and honestly, I feel like the o- the OKC Thunder probably. While this isn't the offseason they envisioned, they wouldn't trade it for anything. The oh, amount of draft picks that they got, like I'm no, sure they, they would, wouldn't trade this for anything. No, they they would trade it for more draft picks. <laughs> That's true. That's true. <laughs> but but the 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 point of this is I hate this day because it is everyone just being like 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 the Celtics were up and they're like yeah this this was our plan A offseason. It's like no 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 it wasn't. You can like you don't have to say that. You can acknowledge that you had a good offseason without acknowledge without talking about like what you didn't want. But to sit there and be like yeah like this is exactly what we we wanted to lose Kyrie and Al Horford like this is. I don't know. Like you know you what I mean. Want, you did want to lose Kyrie. Let's. <laughs> oh no, I did want to lose Kyrie. I did want to lose Kyrie. That was that's okay. That's not what I meant. I meant I meant I didn't. Well, okay. I love Al Horford. You know how much I love Al Horford. I am one of Al Horford's biggest defenders. Yes. 
forever. I will always defend him, and the people that don't think he's good and overpaid are just don't watch basketball. It's that simple. Yeah. Al Horford is now overpaid. Yes, he is. Um, I was. I thought. I thought Al Horford was going to come back to the Celtics on about like a three-year, seventy million dollar deal. And I was like, okay, and that means that like when he's 37, 38 years old, he'll be making $25 million. That'll be a lot, but like it's okay because like he'll age okay. Because Al Horford wasn't great last year. He had he did show some signs of age. Mm-hmm. Um, but then Philly comes in and gives him like four-year, 112, and it's like, oh, okay. I don't mind losing him for that much money. You know, as much as we made fun of the DeAndre Jordan contract this offseason, Will, Al Horford really might be most likely to get stretched contract-wise. The back end of that deal is going to be fucking on. bad. Al Horford is still capable of playing basketball. <laughs> Al Horford is still a perennial all-star, not, oh, not, a, not a perennial D-leaguer. Oh, I had to honestly like, <laughs> stay, I had to stay away from media day this year for my nest just because I didn't want to like get my hopes up even more than... I wanted I, my hopes right now are a little up for DeAndre Jordan because in the words of Bill Simmons, you know, I feel like it's 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 our obligation as fans to talk ourselves into our teams, is it not? Like oh, that's yeah. what we're supposed to do. I, I'm, 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 I'm talking myself into that, DeAndre Jordan a little bit, especially seeing him get along with people. You know, like yeah. he and Jared Allen seem to have shared to have shared a few laughs at media day. Um, so, so hopefully, you know, he'll be a good presence, but, oh God, we'll see. We'll see. What can I say? Yeah. I've already talked myself into a uh, time Lord defensive player of the year. <laughs> That's why, why not? Why not? It's media day. Such a weird name. <laughs> no, it's the best. It's the best nickname in the NBA after you guys need him this year. For after, real. You guys after, need him. I heard someone call Vincent Poirier the the French center on the Celtics. He's seven foot one or something. I heard someone call him Le Grand Baguette, <laughs> and I'm already convinced that that is now the best nickname in all sports. Yeah. Uh, anyway, baguette. <laughs> anyway, wow. I hate Media Day. I wish. I just, I hate media day. I hate it. Anyway, let's let's get on to uh, part four of previewing every team. We're gonna start off with the Houston Rockets, who I guess you could throw them into the list of maybe one of the teams that could say, yeah, we loved our off season. Definitely, uh, I think they had a pretty good off season. Last year they won fifty three games. This year they're they're according to Vegas they're uh, projected fifty three and a half. I don't. I I lean over, but honestly, I I this is to me it's the ultimate stay away just because I have no idea what Westbrook and Harden will be together. And I completely I agree with you on that. Here's the thing, Will. I think about you know I I have I, I sometimes in days. <coughs> excuse me, you know what I'm saying. I've got a little bit of a cold, like I said. Um. Anyway, I find myself sometimes contemplating in the middle of a day, maybe daydreaming in class thinking to myself, how should I talk myself out of being in on this Rockets team? Mm-hmm. I don't, I'm, I'm, I'm afraid to say that I'm in on this Rockets team, but I just kind of like it for some reason. I know Maybe. the statistics, yeah. I know the statistics with Westbrook and Harden and being ISO guys and whatnot, but it seems so far, at least those guys have a rapport still. 
And if they can pull, if, if they can pull it off, if that fit works well, they've got some pieces on this team. Mm -hmm. Daniel house Capella in a, and honestly was kind of a redemption season after everybody really just completely counted him off against the warriors. You know, Tyson Chandler can still give you minutes. Gerald green can give you minutes. Um, Eric Eric Gordon. Exactly. Um, like there, there's Austin rivers, um, maybe even Tabo Cephalosha could give you a few minutes here he's, and there. With one of those guys that I like on this team. Exactly. I mean, there's a there's a lot to like on this roster, and in a weird way, I feel like Maury making the Westbrook trade is kind of a weird cousin to the Kawhi trade. Obviously, mm-hmm. I don't think the Rockets are going to win the title this year, but I think that Maury felt like his job, and he should feel like it right now, that his job is up in the air going into the future yeah which is doesn't work which, which is, is good which is him. crazy but it's crazy because he's probably one of the best gms in the league oh it's it's crazy and you know who else is crazy tillman Fertita, the, the, <laughs> the lunatic new owner who just who just who just keeps doing his press tour about his expectations for the team and won't shut up he won't yeah. shut up for five seconds what an idiot anyway it and, and that's i, would, and I wouldn't say like, idiot i would say inexperienced I would call him an inexperienced idiot person. <laughs> I'm just so, saying. Like, have you not learned anything from history? Like, this yeah, just doesn't work. I, I, like, I like a lot of guys on their roster. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that they have an intriguing mix of veterans. Mm-hmm. And the thing that I like is that they have a mix of veterans that there's not going to be any... Like, like, my problem with the Lakers, and I've talked about the Lakers a lot here in terms of team building... But my problem with the Lakers roster is that they have a lot of guys that are just kind of like eighth, ninth men. But Mm -hmm. the biggest problem is that they're all going to expect playtime. Yes. The thing I like about this roster is they have a lot of the eighth, ninth men type of guys that won't be expecting the playtime. I like that. Like Nene and Tyson Chandler aren't going to be fighting with anyone if they're not getting minutes. Mm -hmm. And I'd probably rather have both of those guys over JaVale McGee. Who is going to want minutes? <laughs> and, I mean, you're not wrong. You're not wrong. It's the, thing, it's the same thing with their wing depth. Outside of Harden, Westbrook, Gordon, Tucker, Capella, I don't, I don't see a single guy on their team that's guaranteed to get over 20 minutes a game. Maybe Daniel House. Maybe. But I don't see a single guy that's guaranteed to get over 20 minutes a game. But I don't also see a single guy... That would I would be like upset with them getting over twenty minutes if that makes sense in terms of guys that are actually going to play. I'm not talking about guys like uh, like ben Michael Frazier or Gary Clark. You know. Can I be honest? I thought Michael Frazier would be better in the NBA than he's been so far. He was good at Florida. He can make threes. Who mm-hmm. knows? Maybe that's well, a guy he, who. Well, he's a rookie. Oh, he's a rookie. Really. He's an old rookie, but he's this is the first time he's ever been on the team. Oh, interesting. He's going to be someone to watch. I could see him having a heat check season in the D League and being a being <laughs> an interesting call up for the Rockets. Anyway, anyway, anyway. I, I could I could see I could see Ben McLemore having kind of a redemption year for them because he's going to be asked to do absolutely nothing besides shoot standstill threes. Yeah, I mean personally, I don't really care because, uh, like I told Will before this episode, I've sold all my Ben McLemore stock. <laughs> uh, and bought even more of Bruno Caboclo's stock, who we'll get oh, to God. later in yep. this episode. So, so Ben, Ben, do what you want to do, man. That's all I gotta say. I have the best wishes for Ben McLemore. You know, keeping in the legacy of weird Kansas wings who can't shoot 
and are questionable defenders. Yet, yet but, Ben McLemore was pegged as the best shooter in that draft. Oh God, that hasn't aged well. Yeah, I, I look. You look back at some of the last few years of like guys that were pegged as the best shooter in the draft, and none of them really turned out well. Like Ben McLemore, Nick Stauskas, John Jenkins, um, RJ Hunter. Yeah, RJ Hunter. It's like I think it's for some reason the guy that was always Doug McDermott. Ooh, Cam Johnson this year. Oh boy, yeah, Cam Johnson. Yeah, that doesn't, that doesn't bode well for Cam Johnson. I'll no, that. no. But I, you look at the Southwest Division: Mavericks, Rockets, Grizzlies, Pelicans, Spurs. Are the Rockets like guaranteed the number one seed in that division? Yes. Yeah. I feel like yeah. if, even if all goes to hell, they're still the best team in that division. I agree. I I like this team. I think they can they can. Th- there's a real scenario for them to get the four seed. Four seed. I think there's a real scenario they get the two seed. There is no. There there completely is. I I have. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know why I said that. Yeah, like, you're I completely have, right. I have like the Nuggets for some reason as a lock for the number one seed. I don't know why. I just do. Oh, do you? Yeah. I I think I think as well as far as with the chemistry that's already there on that team. I think Jokovic. I think uh, Jokic is going to be better this yeah. year. We'll, we'll, we'll get to them a little bit yeah. later, but yeah, mm-hmm. yes, we will. Yes, we will. They're they're on our they're on our list of teams to get to as they're in the Northwest Division. Bottom mm-hmm. line, bottom line, I I just feel like this Rockets team. I feel like you can just pencil them in for above fifty wins, just because even if it all goes poorly with Westbrook and Harden, no one else in that in that division is really that scary for them. Yes, and I just I like I trust the system. I trust D'Antoni. I trust that Harden maybe. Do I think Harden should have been MVP last year? Absolutely not. But he does, so maybe he's going to have some kind of like FU year to the entire league. Yeah, it's it's completely possible. It's completely possible. Which, by the way, he averaged 36 points a game last year, so I'd love to see what an FU year from him is. <laughs> anyway. I think, I think Russ might have something to say about that. <laughs> do you want to get on to the next team? Yeah, let's do it. All right, next team is the San Antonio Spurs. And last year, Spurs, 48 games. This year, 45 and a half. They're expected. Um, I don't really know what to make of their roster. I have them penciled in for the eighth seed, but they have a really weird roster. I'm more just betting on Popovich. I agree. Here's the thing with the Rockets. There's, I, I, I honestly, I mean the Spurs, I really like this team. Mm-hmm. I really do. I think this team has a lot of potential. As far as they're they're still in transition right now because the, the Spurs team is not going to win anything next year. Let's be clear with the roster that they have. Oh no! But I think that a this team is 100 percent making the playoffs because, like you said, they got popped there. And Lamarcus's game has aged well. De, uh, DeRozan's going to have a good year, I think. Even though I think that they really do need to, they should they should explore a trade for him 100 percent. For who? But I for De, uh, to get rid of DeRozan. Oh yeah, yeah. If they can get value for him, and their one signing this off season was my guy Damari Carroll, and they kind of paid him a lot. Um, but here's the thing: I like this team's young guys. Bryn Forbes, I like him. Keldon mm-hmm. Johnson, a steal in the draft. Trey Lyles still has potential. Chimezi Metu had a really nice year in the D League last year. Really young guy, but he's got potential. Still got Patty Mills there, but. And uh, Lucas Lucas Samanich was an interesting draft pick for them. Yeah, people still seem got... to think that he went way too high. Oh, really? Yeah, but Actually, but I don't know. Well, I, I I just I just trust the Spurs. Spurs guys yeah. named Luca. <laughs> I just will. Derek White had a really impressive year last year. 
maybe Jakob Pertl can 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 improve. Exactly. And then, exactly. of course, the Pierre de resistance of the Spurs will. You know who I'm going for. My guys, DeJounte Murray and Lonnie Walker, the so fourth. I want to talk about DeJounte Murray. Yes. Um, I, have, I have no idea what to expect from him this year. Me neither. He, he's two years away now from showing potential. Um, coming back from a, from a tough injury, a torn ACL. Mm-hmm. I, I don't... If you, if you would ask me at the end of two years ago, what's next for DeJounte Murray... I would have said I think that this guy can take a jump and become like a player averaging fifteen to nine. Yeah, and I think that uh, I would now, agree with that, yeah. and I believe that like a year after that he could be a he could have been a perennial all star. Yeah, that's that, fair. That's but now, but now he's one year removed from that, coming off a hard injury, and the fact is, the last time he played basketball, he shot twenty seven percent from three point. Hopefully, you know he's he's. He, <laughs> He was able to stand up with his torn ACL and shoot some <laughs> jump shots. I'll say that much. Well, it was it was a torn ACL, right? I'm not getting that confused. I believe so. Yeah. If if I'm if I'm wrong, I apologize. I'm just going off of memory. I think that's what it was. Um, but but yeah, I just the reason the reason I don't love their roster that much, and I still think they make the playoffs, and I still think they're in the eighth seed. Um, and they have two of the top thirty guys in the league. Mm-hmm. Which is, you know, it's going to get you competitive. But I feel like they paid a lot of money to Rudy Gay. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know what to expect from Damari Carroll. Uh, I don't, they didn't really have a backup plan after missing out on Marcus Morris. Like their backup plan was kind of just Damari Carroll and... Because of the Marcus Morris backing out, they lost uh, Davis Bertans, who was really good for him. Mm-hmm. I just Bertans I don't... wasn't that good though. He was he was a great shooter. Yeah, he was he was another one of those guys in the uh, Chris Middleton camp of turns into Steph Curry against the Celtics. Oh yeah yeah yeah, that's a fact. But well, Marcus turns into Carl Malone against the Celtics. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. Um. Now, I don't think they need to explore a trade for DeRozan necessarily, um, but I think that, you know, more more if a team offers something you listen, I wouldn't be putting him out there. No, I, I, I agree with that. I agree with that. I mean, There's, the thing with Murray is that I feel like he's got to get off to a good start as soon as the preseason. And as a Murray supporter, I'm a little bit worried because, you know, you want to give him time. And... He will have time to, to, you know, refine his game and get better because the Spurs don't really need him to play right away because of how good Derek White was last year. They still got Patty Mills. Patty Mills can still play. Still one of the best backups in the league. There's, um, there's, oh, sorry, yeah. Oh, I, I was just saying that if DeJounte wants, playoff, wants playing time off the bat, you know, he's got to get off to a good start. But, you know, if he doesn't, I think that's good too. So we can, you know, he, he, he can take his time and get where he needs to be. Yeah, you're you're a little higher on Derek White than I am. Um, he, he impressed me last year. He had some games where he, you know, he really disappeared in the playoffs, but then he came with it. He's a classic yeah. pop type of guy. Yeah, he's yeah he's he's, he's another. Do you remember when we were talking about on the um, on the uh, the Pistons, like how many of these guys can shoot a three pointer? Yes, it's kind of like that with this team. 
like Patty Mills and Marco Bellinelli are their only two guys. Oh, and Bryn Forbes, I guess. Not, not I guess. Like I, he's a very good shooter. I just mean, like I guess that's their only three that can like really shoot pretty, pretty well. He had a good year last year from three. Trey yeah, Lyles not, makes threes. Yeah, but these aren't like guys that are like lights out. They're not lights out, but they can they can make shots. I don't I know. Mean, I just, Nelly is their Joe Harris, obviously. Yeah, I just I don't I don't love their team, and I I I don't really know what to expect from them. Uh, for me, I mean, the best scenario for the Spurs this year is that they're a they're feisty in the first round of the playoffs, mm-hmm. and b they know what they have with Lonnie Walker and Dejounte. I think that their best case scenario. I think their best case scenario is they trade for Bradley Beal. Ooh, do you think they could actually do that? I think that if they offered a package of like Dejounte Murray, Bryn Forbes, and Lonnie Walker, they could. Hmm. That's now, interesting because now, now if I'm if I'm the Wizards, I'm not sure I'd accept that just because I think that you could get more from like the Celtics and maybe even the Nuggets, who we'll get to later. Oh yes, and the Blazers as well. No, I don't see I don't see him being able to go to the Blazers. I, but... see, I see it possible when you're talking about someone. Um, I mean, the, the Blazers right now. I mean, I guess we might as well just touch on it really quick. Their ace in the sure. is is Afrony Simons. Yeah, and Nas Little and Zach Collins potentially. Mm-hmm. So those are those are the three guys that they might want to. We got we we should save that for later though. Yeah. Um. Any anyway, yeah. Uh, do you have any other thoughts on the Spurs? Yeah, just they're. I, I feel so lame saying this for back to back teams, but I would rather like if I was gambling on them, forty five and a half games or forty five and a half wins. I'd either take the under or just stay away. I just I don't. I don't know. I, I trust Pop, but this is a. Uh, I don't love this team. Forty five wins sounds good to me. I think well, they're right. I think they're well, complete. I think Vegas is right. Well, 40, Forty-five would be under. Forty-six would be over. So forty-five and a half sounds right. That is. <laughs> forty-six I don't know. seems I don't... like a little high for me, just because those uh, the eight, nine, ten, eleven teams in the West are going to beat the shit out of each other. I say, in a best case scenario for them, they go like forty-four and thirty-eight or something. Okay, I'm 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 cool with that. I would say probably 45, but no, nah, I'm cool with that. Yeah, uh, but I feel like that's like best case scenario. So let's get on to the uh, Memphis Grizzlies. Yes, the last team in the Southwest Division, the team that if the Celtics did not have their draft pick would be probably my second or third favorite team. <laughs> um, it was the Nets, but I can't do that anymore. Oh wow, wow. Okay, sorry. Well, well you know I, you we're get going it. to you get it. some Nets games this year. Oh, I'm, yeah. force, I'm forcing you. Oh no, that's I not might forcing. I'll go, I'll, might... go, I'll go. I'll go. I'll go happily, and I will. And I will gladly root against Kyrie Irving. You might just wake up one day and have a blindfold and like handcuffs on, and just like wake up in the Barclays Center because we're going to a you Nets know, game. I would. I would do that anyway. I would do that anyway. <laughs> the Memphis Grizzlies. I hope, Memphis. You, you better not boo though. We we're, we're have. <laughs> You better not fucking boo. I won't boo, but I won't applaud. <laughs> All right, fine. <laughs> I will applaud anyone else. <laughs> All right. I, I will good. give DeAndre Jordan a huge applause. <laughs> Memphis Grizzlies won 33 games last year. This year, they're expected 26 and a half. Their roster, not great, um, but they're not trying to win basketball games this year, so it's fine. <laughs> For what it is, it's really interesting. It's a really fun league pass team. Oh it's, yeah, it, it's it's ex, it's an extremely fun league pass team. Excuse me, as far as the guys they've got here. I mean, yep. 
and you've got borderline interesting guys like yep. excuse me uh like Dylan Brooks, Kyle Anderson, um Tyus Jones is a little interesting I guess. Uh but yeah, they then, have- but then we get to the interesting guys. Jaron Jackson, DeAnthony Melton who they stole from the Suns this offseason. Yep. You got Ja, you've got Josh Jackson which even if he's terrible, he's interesting. Well, I'll give well, him that. They, they've already assigned Josh Jackson to the uh, G League to start the year. Smart. That's a good move. Yeah, That's, why not? What is, what is he going to do? Say no? <laughs> <laughs> no, the thing with the Grizzlies is, like, I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't expect them to win any games. I would take the under for sure. Um, I don't see how they win above, like, 22 games. Somebody in the West has got to lose. It's kind of as simple as yeah, that. Yeah, Phoenix. And them, mm-hmm. but 100%. but I mean they okay. You know how how high I am on Jaron Jackson. I have I'm said it. You. I'm with you on that. I have said it a million times. I think Jaron Jackson, best case scenario, has Anthony Davis level potential. Ooh, that's 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 a lot. That's now, a lot. Do, do I think he will reach that? Probably not. But the fact that he's got the potential to get there is huge. Now, I have said some things on this podcast about John Morant in the past. What have you said? I forget. Refresh I have, I have, I have said, and, and this, was, this was before the Cavaliers drafted Darius Garland. Okay. But I said I would probably rather draft Darius Garland than John Morant, and I would take R.J. Barrett, number two. Ooh. Now, I'm going to rescind that just because the Cavs drafted Darius Garland, which means I instantly am no longer that high on him. Yes. Um, because I feel like situation matters more than anything else. I feel like situation and opportunity actually matter more than the level of potential a player can have. Yeah. Um, so I now, once again, think, or not not once again, but kind of for the first time, think that Jer- John Morant will be better than Darius Garland. But I just, I don't, I'm not as in love with John Morant as everyone else is. His jump shot was terrifying to me. Personally, I'm not sold on John either because for, for a different reason. Just because I have an uh, an age old not not age old I think I might have created this take but anyway out of the top four players in any given draft they're not all gonna pan out at no. least one of them has to maybe not even be a bust but at least be a disappointment not reach their full potential one of the four guys in this draft is gonna be one of those right now DeAndre Hunter just because he's the fourth pick and. A, because he's the fourth pick, and B, because his ceiling doesn't really look that high. Can I read you the top four picks from 2017? Fantastic. Markel so, Fultz, Lonzo Ball, Jason Tatum, Josh Jackson. Oh. In a redraft. Jesus Christ. In a, in a redraft, Tatum probably goes, like, number number two. Maybe number three. The redraft? Is, does Josh Jackson make the second round? But But that's the thing. In a redraft... <laughs> Do, uh, it se- in a redraft, it seems like Lonzo, Markel, and Josh Jackson all drop out of the top 10. Yeah, they do. Because, I mean, then there's guys like De'Aaron Fox, Jonathan Isaac, uh, Laurie Markinen, uh Zach Collins, uh, Malik Monk, just had to throw in there to mention he's a bust. Donovan Mitchell, Bam Adebayo, John Collins, uh, some- Jared <laughs> Allen. Yes, 
Kyle I was Kuzma. Like, I was like, you got some balls not putting my, my guy Jared Allen in there. How dare you? I was reading down the draft order. How dare you? Okay. <laughs> I was okay. reading down the draft order. Give me a break. The point John is... Collins, the number three pick. What? The redraft. What's that? The redraft is John Collins, like the number three pick. No, no. I think in a redraft, it probably goes um, Donovan Mitchell, De'Aaron Fox, Jason Tatum, Lori Markinen. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I forgot about him. Then probably John Collins. Man, that says but something. I would stuff. still maybe take Jonathan Isaac over him. Personally, I don't know. I'm you, you, Collins. You just, he's just like, I love Isaac. Bro, I love Isaac like you do, but at the end of the day, there's no, NBA production. There's a lot of NBA production there. John, anyway. John, or sorry, Jonathan Isaac is going to be one of those guys that's like a fall flat on my face projection kind of guy. Yeah, but you, yeah, but yeah, you yeah. know how much I love defense and his freaking wingspan is insane. Can I just touch on that real quick? Speaking of yeah. defense and freaking wingspans that are insane, Bruno Caboclo. Yep. <laughs> I mispronounced, I mispronounced his name. <laughs> Bruno Caboclo, my guy. He was two years away from being two years away. He is here. Five years later, he is here. Showed Bruno potential late last so year. Excited. I'm so excited. He was good. He looks great in summer league. He looks he 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 just he looks really good right now. I'm I'm in on him. No, He's so am I. Twenty two. This is twenty four. Oh, still he's twenty four. <laughs> I'm here. I'm here for it. <laughs> twenty four. But this is the two years away from being two years away. This is year five. This should be it. So let's see. He's here. Let's do it, Bruno. Well, I, I want to go back to John Moran for one second. Yeah. So. I don't. The reason I don't love his jump shot is because he shoots with two hands, which is already alarming sign number one. It's a very low point of release. Yes, that is most alarming to me. And it's a very flat shot. Yes. And this was the same reason why before the draft, as you can recall, I didn't like Lonzo Ball. Yes. Um, it was literally just because of his jump shot. This is ugly as hell. And I... Think and I feel like sometimes you have to throw college percent percentages out the window. Yeah, and this is one of those. This is one of those examples. If he, there's a big difference between shooting over whoever the fuck from Wichita State <laughs> versus versus shooting over even a backup point guard in the NBA is going to is going to be the best player on their college team. I hope Fred Van Vliet doesn't listen to this podcast, <laughs> <laughs> but. <laughs> I don't know. I just man, if you if you listen to this podcast, that would be awesome. That would be but, Fred Van Vliet, shouts out to you. <laughs> but tell Cleanthony early. I still believe in him. Tell and then Cleanthony. <laughs> I don't even know. Do you think Cleanthony Early's family even still believes in him? <laughs> <laughs> now, wow. Now, yeah, I just I, I just worry about Jaw's shot a lot, and <laughs> and he is also incredibly thin. He's only 175 pounds. I don't know where that ranks in the NBA, but it's probably in like the bottom few percent. He and Darius Garland are like have like adolescent bodies. Yeah, like, they need to eat a steak or something. Like yeah, I don't know. I just, I just I just worry about his transition, and maybe he'll be good in his second or third year. But I feel like that this first year is going to be rough for him, don't and I would love to be proven wrong. Because I like the Grizzlies, and I'm rooting for Jaron Jackson Jr. Because I think that he is absolutely one of my favorite guys in the league. 
I'm with you on that. I think Jaron Jackson could be Chris Bosh. For me, if I were the Grizzlies, I'm not sure. Who's, who's their coach right now? They have Bickerstaff there? No, Tyler Jenkins. Tyler, I have no idea who that is. If <laughs> I were Tyler Jenkins, my guy Ty Jenkins, um, I Your would guy. say, yeah, my guy. <laughs> I would say, I would, I would start Tyus Jones. Even though I'm not a Tyus Jones fan particularly, I would start Jones. I'm sorry, Taylor to, Jenkins. Taylor, Taylor Jenkins. Taylor Jenkins. Thirty-five years old, young guy. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, if if I were Tay Tay, I. Would I would have I would have I would have Tyus start and then um let Ja come off the bench just just off the off the bat you know you don't want to put too much pressure on him I think I think to start off the season I think it would, it might be a mistake to just heap a little too much expectations on him to, to yeah. start the year I I personally disagree I think you should just throw him right in because you're not oh, playing really? for anything anyway. But actually, I want to read you Tyler, uh, Taylor Jenkins' uh, bio because I honestly just looked it up because I knew nothing about him. Okay. Um, assistant coach under Mike Budenholzer last year. Mm. Uh, before that, he spent five years under Budenholzer in Atlanta. Mm. Then before that, he was the head coach of the Spurs D-League team. Ooh. And then before that, he was on. he worked for the Spurs Basketball Operations Department. I'm all in on Taylor Jenkins. So that's that's a that's a really good coaching tray. I don't I don't I, I know I know nothing about the guy as a coach, but whatever. That was that was impressive. It's a damn good resume, I'll tell you that. If all there right. was basketball LinkedIn, Taylor Jenkins would be killing the game out of here. That's all I gotta say. <laughs> all right, so let's get on to the next team. <laughs> let's do it. D- Denver Nuggets. We are now on to the Northwest Division, the last division in this series. Starting off with the Denver Nuggets, the team that we both feel like are going to finish with the best record in the West. Last year, 54 wins. This year, they're according to Vegas, they're going down to 51 and a half wins. I would bet the over on that. Over, 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 over. And let's, all right, let's talk about them. I like this Nuggets team. This Nuggets team is not going to win the championship, but as far as a regular season team that I think could definitely make the Western Conference Finals, um, this team is deep. Yep. There's a lot of guys that I like on this team. They, I, I think that you know, even though Jeremy Grant is really their only off-season addition of, of note that isn't Tyler Zeller, um, <laughs> I think he, I think he fits in perfectly. Like I really like the addition of of Grant. You know, you've already got yep. Will Barton, Malik Beasley, Tory Craig, who's always underrated. Gary Harris, he'll be interesting this year. Uh, obviously, Jokic, Millsap, Monte Morris had a really yeah, I, impressive rookie year. Can I say something about Millsap? Mm-hmm. $30 million, almost $31 million is a lot for Paul Millsap. It is. Great move picking him up, though. Yes. Because they looked at the free agency market and decided we're not going to get anyone better than him for that price. Mm-hmm. And, and, and by that, I mean you can either get Paul Millsap, or you can go get Bobby Portis and Corey Joseph, you know? I was going to say, you could get Bobby Portis, Marcus Morris, Taj Gibson. Okay. You know? So, <laughs> but, but, they, but they looked at it and they decided that continuity was worth that much money. And it's only, this is the last year on his deal. 
Which also, by the way, a thirty million, thirty-one million dollars is a hell of a uh, expiring trade asset. Oh boy, <laughs> especially when there's this guy in Washington D.C. You know, by the name of uh, <laughs> it, it rhymes with appeal. It rhymes with heel. The Man. problem with them trading for uh, for Bradley Beal is that they would one hundred percent have to throw in, uh, not throw in. He'd be the centerpiece of the deal. They'd have to include Jamal Murray. Would they? Yeah. Absolutely. I don't know if they would. I think that they would. I mean, what do you what do you think about uh, Gary Harris, Michael Porter, and Bull Bull? If I'm the Wizards, I would laugh at that offer. You would? Yeah. Yeah, I I, I guess that's fair. Just because the the Wizards don't really have a, a clear incentive to get rid of Beal right now. Yeah, because they're really just stuck anyway. Yeah, and if you're and if you're the Nuggets, Jamal Murray is coming off of like a pretty good year, and he's still young. And there's potential that he could reach the level of Bradley Beal, or at least close to it. Mm-hmm. So the continuity might be worth more than... I keep saying continuity with them, but they brought back the same team, so it's important. Yes, it is. Especially in this Western Conference, where everybody switched up their roster... Yep. Sometimes, it, it, mostly in dramatic fashion. We're going to be talking about the Timberwolves later in this episode. They got a ton of new pieces. Like, everybody really did a complete 180 with their roster. Yep. So, also, let me just say something real quick. I hate when people say, imagine if I had said right there they did a real 360 with their roster. Oh, my God, I hate that. I, I hate that. <laughs> I hate that. Bruh, I hated geometry class. I hate math. I, I was terrible my first time on the SAT, but, like, come on, bro. Common sense. So Do, Know your angles, bro. So, yeah, Denver, about Denver. I don't, I don't, I know I've talked a lot about different players winning MVP. Jokic is in my top three of guys I think can win. Mm-hmm. Um, and especially if they get the number one seed, like I think. I think he finishes second in MVP voting. Yes. I still think Curry wins MVP. Ooh, interesting. Just because I feel like the Warriors are going to be better than people expect, and Curry's going to have an insane year. Before I say Curry's going to have an insane year, I got to see what the what the hell is up with D'Lo. What does it matter? Curry's better. No, it doesn't. Yes, it does. Are they going to try to put the ball in D'Lo's hands some and take it away from Curry, or what the what's the dynamic going to be there? I just have to see that you before really think- I, I go all in with Curry for MVP. Okay, however, well, however, on your on your side, it completely makes sense for this to be a complete fu year for Curry. Durant's yep. gone, Clay's gone from the year. This this is this is Tony Montana's Steph Curry. Don't play where? Okay, he's, he's gonna he's, he's he's coming he's coming this year, Steph. I'll tell you that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and and especially if Clay Thompson comes back and is Clay Thompson, like. They're the scariest, like, number eight. We, we talked about this before. Like, Warriors get the eight seed. Nuggets get the number one seed. Like, Yikes. I'm taking the Warriors in that in that series. It's a terrifying series. That's what I got. Uh, boy, boy, Willie Cauley-Stein is really important all of a sudden. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I... Adam, I, 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 look at, I look at their roster. I think that Jeremy Grant was a perfect addition to them. Uh, and I think that he'll end up moving into the starting four next year once Millsap is gone. Mm, okay. Um, but I don't know. I like their roster. 
Who knows what they have in Michael Porter Jr.? It's a wild card, but if he can give them literally anything, it's huge. I yeah, like it. And, and, and it's one of the, in, even if Porter doesn't do anything this year, they still have one of the best benches in the league. Yeah. With Monte Morris, Beasley, Barton, who can give you minutes, Mason mm-hmm. Plumley, uh, Jeremy Grant, like you said, Tory Craig, even, yep. uh, even Hernan Gomez. Is, is yeah. interesting. You know, it's it's a really fun team. I'm excited to watch the Nuggets. Yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited for them. And I just, how can anyone possibly like dislike Jokic? He's just incredible. Oh, of course. Yep. Um, yeah. All right. Let's get on to the next team, Utah Jazz. Uh, they had a, you know, they're another team that you could argue would love their off season. They have to love their offseason. They could have not have had a better offseason, yeah. personally. Last year, they won 50 games. This year, 53-and-a-half is what we're saying. Um, I could see them winning 55 games, very realistically, uh, barring injury. Mike Conley, great addition. He's making a lot of money, but no one's coming to Utah, so you have to you have to trade to get talent, and he's yep. a good talent. Jabari Parker, and, and that's it. That's it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but but I, I like him and Mitchell as a backcourt. I think that Mitchell is going to have a huge breakout year. We've talked about this. Okay. Um, they had they got Jeff Green, catfish just, Jeff Green. I'm not I'm not saying that as a good way or a bad way. I'm just saying that it is a fact they <laughs> received. Statement. They now have Jeff Green on their roster. Yeah, that's good for um, a few playoff wins. Yeah, I mean Jeff Green is 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 one guaranteed playoff win. That is a fact. So yep. and you got and you can't play him in five other playoff games. That's a that's fact. That's correct. But you have to throw him out each game to see which one it is. Bro, he's got to catfish you. It's yeah. catfish death. That's all I gotta but, say. But the rest of their roster, the rest of their roster, Boyan was it was a good signing. It's, again, a lot of money, but you have to overpay to get guys to come to to these kind of places. Mm-hmm. And he should be a good fit. He can space the floor. He's a decently versatile defender. Mm-hmm. And they have one of the best starting fives in the league now. Yeah. Mike Conley, Rudy Gobert, Boyan, Joe Ingles, and Donovan Mitchell. And their bench is really it's interesting this year as far as... Mm-hmm. I've never been a Dante Exum fan. I'm on record I like saying him. I thought he was going to be a bust. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I'm, not, I'm not really much of a fan of his now, but we still haven't had like a... Have we had a full Dante Exum season yet? No, we haven't. So I'm I'm interested to see what that looks like. I thought Ed Davis was a fantastic pickup for them. They've got a real backup center now who can give yep. you boards, who can give that you was, that was that was a huge loss for the Nets for sure. It, it it was. It was. You know, I'm I think that DeAndre is gonna compensate for some of that production, but mm-hmm. Ed Davis the, there's certain qualities obviously about Ed Davis that you can't yeah. compensate for. Yeah, Eman- um, Emmanuel Moutier was a good signing for a backup point guard. Emmanuel Moutier, Emmanuel Moutier scored forty or it's not forty eight, Jesus, fifteen points a game last year. He showed something for the Knicks. Yeah. On one hand, nobody else was shooting the ball from the point guard spot until <laughs> Dennis Smith got there, but he, he showed something. Yeah, he, he certainly showed that he's a capable backup at least. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. I mean, they just they, they have they have a decent team. I've seen a lot of people are like betting them as to win the finals or make the finals. That seems a little ambitious to That's me. That's insane. That's insane to me. Um, That's what that is. That's I certainly think I go to rehab. Yeah. I certainly think that they are going to rank in the top three in defense. They're going to be a better offensive team. Uh, Mike Conley should certainly help um, Donovan Mitchell. Mm-hmm. And 
don't know. I like I like their moves. I I'm excited to watch them play. The Jazz are going to win a playoff series this year. I believe that. Well, maybe not. You don't you don't think so? There's so I think, many I think good that they teams can. in the West. Who okay? Who are they're going to have to beat one of these four? Who are they going to beat? Clippers, Lakers, Warriors, Denver. Uh, one of these five, or uh, or Houston. Yeah, Jazz aren't going to win a playoff. <laughs> <laughs> Got it. They, I, I'll give, I'll give, they they have a real shot against Golden State if Clay is, isn't a hundred percent. Even if Curry's great, they have a, they have a good shot against Golden State. Isn't but it crazy that like the top seven teams in the West all should make it to at least a second round, but only four of them can. It it really is. What seed would would the would the Kings be like the five seed in the East? No, no. No, like the at least the six seed or something like that. You know, I'd say, I'd say the six seed. I would put I would put the uh, Philly, Milwaukee, Boston. Um, Indiana and Miami over them. Whoa! What? Whoa! Did you not say Brooklyn? No, they won forty-three games last year. You think you think the Kings are going to be better than the Nets? Not record-wise, because they play in the West. But I feel like they're going to be a better team. Yeah, I disagree with that. I you disagree. Have with Kevin that. Durant. It's not. It's not about the, this year's team. It's about next year's team. Yeah. Yes, that is true, but I think the Kings are not better than the Nets this year. Okay, hold on, hold on. All right, we're going right, to— I think, I think so, the Nets have a deeper team. The Nets team makes more sense. They've played together for a year, even though even though there's a lot of moving parts and whatnot. Um, Shouts out to Lance Thomas, by the way. Keep getting them checks, Lance. I'm very excited for Lance <laughs> Thomas on the Nets. Now, um, okay, with the Nets, with the Nets, last year they won 42 games. Out of that, out of that roster— they lost Damari Carroll, Alan Crabb, Ed Davis, Jared Dudley, um, Rondé, which isn't really anything. That's a, De- that's a game. That's a D'Angelo, game. D'Angelo Russell and Shabazz Napier, who are all rotation pieces. Now, a big part of the net success was their chemistry, and it was their, and it was their like camaraderie and stuff. And you're throwing in notoriously bad chemistry guys in DeAndre Jordan and Kyrie Irving. Yes, yes, not good chemistry guys, but I think that it's going to be interesting to see them in this situation. Could that chemistry thing be a, a shit show? Yes, but I'm talking about if the Nets, if Karis LeVert puts together a full season like he's shown he, he I mean, I, I don't know if he's shown he can is the right way to put it, but Until he's Kyrie yells at him? I mean, he's shown flash. He's he's shown flashes that he that he's ready for stardom. If he realizes that this year, and if the Nets do have, it, it doesn't have to be as great, but at least very close to the chemistry they had last year with the infrastructure they have in place. I there think was that, a real chance that can be better than the Kings. Okay, well, I mean, no, they'll play each other twice. We can judge it then, but. I will say the Nets win over the Kings was the highlight of the Rondé Hollis Jefferson Nets era. <laughs> mm, that's true. That's true. Center, um, center, center Rondé. I couldn't believe it. What was happening? Center, center Rondé and current Kawhi Leonard replacement. Rondé was making layups. Almost like had a panic attack. I couldn't <laughs> believe it. <laughs> All right. So on to the next team, the Portland Trailblazers. Last year, 53 wins. This year, 46 and a half. 
I guess I'd say over, but I don't... Yeah, I'm going to go over. Their roster... They kind of, they kind of. I don't want to say lucked into a lot of wins, but they lucked into getting into the Western Conference Finals. Um, I think that Denver absolutely should have beaten them. Uh, I think Denver was the better team, yes, but I think the Blazers did outplay them. That's fair. That's fair. Mm-hmm. Um, now, Hassan Whiteside. Total wild card kind of guy. Oh my um, god! Hassan it, Whiteside is like that girl, like you know who who who's you know she's 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 fine as hell. But you hear you know she keyed her ex boyfriend's car. You know she burned his clothes. But just because just because of how good looking she is, you'll date her anyway because you think you're better than her last boyfriend. That's a fact. That's Hassan Whiteside. Because I honestly. He he's one of the biggest wild cards in this entire team for me because if Whiteside's great, then you could at least think about trade options for Zach Collins, for someone like Beal and whatnot. I think, and his and obviously his terrible contracts would make the money work, or at least go to great lengths to helping make the money work. And supposedly he's friends with Lillard, and they have a good relationship. So. If Whiteside could be good for this team, that's a huge X factor. But uh, like, like we said a few months back, Whiteside was on a great, in a, was in a great city with a great fan base, a great organization, Pat Riley, and a great head coach. Yep. And Whiteside shit the bed and had Pat Riley at the, Pat Riley wasn't going to drive Hassan Whiteside to the airport. He was going to build an airport for Hassan Whiteside at, at Whiteside's house. So we Pat Riley and I. Pat Riley and I actually talked to the same contracting companies because I was doing the same thing for Kyrie. <laughs> now, <laughs> now I think I think that Kent Bazemore is yeah. a huge pickup for them. <laughs> oh my god! I think was... that Kent Kent Bazemore is a huge pickup for him. Yes, he's making a lot of money, but he's a guy that can defend. He's a guy that can shoot threes, although did not shoot the three very well last year, but. Mm-hmm. He can shoot threes. He's a good defender. He's a great locker room guy. Um, I, I I think it's a great pickup for him. It's certainly an upgrade for them um, on the court over Evan Turner. Although you saw Evan Turner being relied on a lot more in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. And Kent Bazemore also has a nice big expiring contract, does he not? Blazers have a lot of money in um in expiring deals. Yes, they do. Now. It all depends for them what happens with their young guys. And also, what, what happens with Mario Hazonia? Well, I, I would say that that sounds like a real red flag when you're... When, oh, yeah. But a lot no, of, of your hopes are on Mario Hazonia, of all people. <laughs> uh, of course, yeah. <laughs> like, the Blazers need Rodney Hood to be good this year. Yeah. For an, like, like, mostly, for the most part of a year, which is asking a lot of Rodney Hood. Yeah. No, he'll that's, score that's, forty that's, a few times, and then he'll, <laughs> then you might, then you won't know if he's on the court or not. So who that's knows? fair. That's fair. I just I look I look at their roster and can Simons take a leap? Uh, show that he's capable of doing a lot. Can Nas Little be uh, outplay his draft position? Can Zach Collins take a leap? How quickly does Nurkic get back? What does Whiteside look like? They're one of those teams with with more question marks than answers, but 
The one answer they do have, which is the biggest one, is Damian Lillard is back for most likely the rest of his career. And mm-hmm. Lillard is the second best point guard in the league after Curry. Yes. I, I just, I, for some reason, I had, to, I, I had to think of that for some reason. But yes, he is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And McCollum is forever one of the most underrated guys in the league. Yeah, and, I think that, you know, his, his contract is, is a lot of money. But I think that if you're the Blazers, they made the right move. They definitely yep. made the right move locking him up. Yep. So, so yeah, it's, it, all, it, all depend, it all comes down to how those guys play. But they really need to see how the rest of their, their roster looks. Yeah, it's an interesting I have, I have team. I faith in them. Yeah, I, think I have faith that, in them, and I have faith in Stott. I think he's a good coach. Definitely. I think their D-League team is going to actually be really interesting this year because I think that you got to get Simon some uh, more they, they, do, they are one of the only two teams without a D-League team. Oh, Jesus Christ. That's, that's, that's so idiotic. I remember okay, you I... that a few weeks ago. That's so, that's so stupid. All right, let me defend Penny it. Pennywise and Pound Foolish. Like, what are you let doing? Me, let, me, let me defend it. Okay. G League teams lose a lot of money, and not every team has, especially with a team like Portland, where they don't have the most stable ship owner ownership uh, going, on, most stable ownership. Wow, stable ownership going on because their owner just died. Okay, um, it costs a lot of money to have a G League team, and it loses a lot of money, and no, it's also they're. A fa- <laughs> And and they're kind of and they're kind of just banking <coughs> on the fact that their in-house staff is capable of developing players, and they've shown very capable in the past. So, you know what? Also, costs a lot of money having Hassan Whiteside on your team. <laughs> <laughs> just saying, like it, it's it's just it seems a little dumb to me, but so I, I don't know. Somehow, somehow they got to get Nas Little in Simon some seasoning somewhere, somewhere. Yeah. I like yeah. those guys, but they need to play. They need to play. You can't just keep them on the bench and have them running with the third team in practice. Yeah, it's them and uh, Denver without a G League team, which Super- Denver, Denver's, Denver to me is weird because they signed Ball Ball to this, uh, to this uh, two-way contract, which means he has to play most of the league or most of the year in the, uh, in the G League. But that means he's being sent to like, Minnesota's G League team or the Nets, like you know, and what? Why would they play him? Like, what? What do they care? Yeah, I'm I'm completely so with you on that. Yeah, it's 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 a, I don't, it's a bad situation. I'll defend them not having a G League team if they believe in their in house uh in their in house developmental staff, but then don't sign him to a two way contract where he can't be part of the team. No, hundred percent. All right, let's, let's let's get on to the uh, to the Thunder. Mm-hmm. In very tough team to predict. 49 wins last year, 31 and a half this year. Huge decrease. Um, I say over. I happen to like their team. What's their over-under again? 31 and a half. Over? Yeah. Now, it de- a lot depends on what happens with Chris Paul. And Gallinari. Yeah, I think uh, Gallinari. Remember, remember when people ripped apart the Clippers for signing Gallinari for that much money? And now it's like, oh, wait, that was actually a pretty good deal. Oh yeah, Every, I mean everybody did, including me. When we saw that Gallo couldn't, that, that he literally just couldn't play basketball well, for yeah, an a entire lot, a year. Lot for, a lot for him depends on how healthy he is. And well, an, obviously, his entire career is dependent on that. Yeah, and when healthy, he's been great. I'm telling you, if I'm a team like the Blazers and 
I know oh, I can't. I would love Gallo on the Blaze. I can't get Beal. I want Gallinari. I agree. He could be. He could. He could get someone into the championship. Now, if, if like the if the if the if the Blazers or Nuggets could get him, oh Jesus! Now, That's a now team here, all of a sudden. Here's a here's a trade that works. Something based around Hassan Whiteside and Kent Bazemore for Stephen Adams and Gallinari. Mmm. It's a nice deal. I like that. Now, now you'd have to throw in a few draft picks if you're Portland. Mm-hmm. So I'm not sure how worth it it is, but that's certainly a talent upgrade. It definitely is. I'm because with you on a that. Starting, a starting lineup of Lillard, McCollum, Gallinari, Stephen Adams, and whoever they want to make their fifth person. And Nurkic if he comes back. Well, you wouldn't start Nurkic and Adams. Well, no, no, no. I, I just mean, you know, on the team in general. Oh, oh yeah. No, um, that, would, that would be a weird fit. <laughs> oh, I, I have something to get to with the Lakers later, speaking of weird fits. Oh, boy. Okay. Or do you want to do it now? Okay, why not? Let's do it. Anthony Davis said he wants to play with a lineup of him, LeBron, Kuzma, Dwight Howard, and JaVale McGee. Look, Will, all I got to say is this. I know there's prescription drugs out here. I know there's many different drugs circulating the universe right now. But personally, I thought crack was pretty much done. I thought most people were done with crack. The drug addicts had figured out a different drug. You know what? I was wrong. I was wrong. Crack is still here. That's all I have to say. Crack is still here. I, I don't even have. I don't even have anything to say other than just, just that's the lineup that he wants to try out. That's it. Look, look I don't no, even in have the an words insult. Of, it's in just the words it, of, that is the insult. In the words of Magic Johnson, defense and toughness wins your championships. Three points, shoot a dozen. So, you know what? There's Anthony no Davis is taking either. his advice. There's no defense in that lineup either. <laughs> Dwight Howard hasn't been good on defense in six years. Anthony Davis is, is good on defense. And that's it. Kuzma is one of the worst defenders in the league. LeBron doesn't try on defense anymore. JaVale McGee is just a will jump at anything. <laughs> And, Dwight, uh, <laughs> Dwight Howard's been playing defense at his reputation. Yeah, honestly. So it's uh, it's okay. That was that was that was the whole joke. Now back to the Thunder. Back to the Thunder. I like this team. Uh, I think I love uh, SGA Shea Gilgis Alexander. I think that he is one of the most intriguing young guys in the league. Hundred um, percent. And if I'm if I'm the Thunder, everything that I'm possibly doing right now is based around how can I develop him. I agree. Honestly, intriguing young guys, that is what the Thunder is right now. You've got my man Hamadou Diallo representing Queens. Shouts out to Corona. Um, Deontay Burton's is still interesting. Terrence Ferguson, interesting. Lugans Dort, quite interesting. Darius Baisley, whatever he is, he's definitely interesting. He's, um, he's certainly intriguing. So can I just say real quick, the Thunder have uh, Abdul and Abdel. Abdul Gaddy and Abdel Nader. That's really incredible, isn't it? Mm. That is. Abdul and Abdel. That sounds great together. Anyway, um, it, no, it's it's a really interesting team, and this is the Thunder are an interesting league pass team. I mean, a lot of I guess what the Thunder's success this season is whatever happens with Chris Paul. Ideally, he plays great, and the Heat trade for him. That's I yep. think definitely the best case scenario. Or or, or the, the Bucks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the or, or Bledsoe shits the bed, or you Glad know, or, or, or Towns. When Towns declares he wants to be traded, we'll get to that 
in just a few minutes, actually. But um, but yeah, Chris Paul is obviously whatever happens with him is going to be pretty crazy to see. Yeah. Um, now the Thunder, assuming they don't trade Chris Paul, a starting lineup of Chris Paul, SGA, Andre Roberson, Gallinari, and Stephen Adams is a pretty good team. It is it's not a playoff team, but although although maybe maybe it is over uh, over San Antonio, but I don't know. I, I don't. I, I don't think so, though. I don't think so. I really so. liked what I saw from Nerlens last year. Mm-hmm. I think that Roberson is going to be really interesting to see coming back because if he if he is back to his his defensive greatness form, he's something. He's someone that if you're looking for a wing defender, and honestly, if you're the Lakers, if you can figure out how to like offload KCP and I don't know. So try to figure out something as far as getting some contracts off your books if you're them. I yep. mean, Roberson is someone that, though I don't know if you, I don't know if you want to say if you want Roberson playing in a playoff game so they if, if they'll foul him. But I mean, one of the still one of the best wing defenders in the game if he's healthy. So yep, that's gonna. But be he hasn't. But he has not been in over two years. No, he is not. Which is a which is a big problem. Or almost two years. So yeah. Uh-huh. Um. Yeah, I've no, I've nothing really else to add to the to the Thunder. Me neither. Um, okay, and the very last team in this series, should, we should have saved like a more interesting team, but Minnesota Timberwolves. I think the Timberwolves are a really interesting team. Excuse, ex- excuse you, Will. I'm really I'm excited to talk about this team. Thirty six wins last year. Thirty five and a half says Vegas. I say under. Um, I say under two. Well, have you ever seen those hoarding shows on TV? I don't watch TV really because obviously, uh, I mean, I don't have, a, I don't have a TV. I don't have cable or shit like that. But... You don't have a TV? No, I don't. I just watch it on my laptop. Okay, I mean, I stream everything. By I have a, uh, I have like a Amazon Fire Stick in my TV. My no, nah, my friend has one of those. I don't know how to like. That's like a lot of money though. You gotta pay for a TV. You gotta pay for a, like I don't know. That's a lot of money. Uh, I mean, anyway. Okay, the the fire stick was like thirty bucks. <laughs> oh really? Yeah. No, I'm just bad with technology. I feel like I would. I'm I'm one of those people who would like buy it and then just like not know how to set it up. Anyway, you, you plug it in. That's literally. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Yeah, I feel like the Timberwolves are one of those like weird hoarding shows on TV. Like that's what the roster looks like. Like it's a lot of interesting parts, kind of like the Magic, but. I don't know how they fit together, and I don't think that when they all fit together, the sum total of these parts is that good. It's not. It's it's like wh- whoever's running this team has like a has a fetish for wings with questionable jump shots. Andrew Wiggins is making twenty seven million dollars. Ooh, that's yep. it. Damn, Gorgie Jang is making uh, sixteen. I really liked Gorgie Jang at Louisville. I still think he's a good he's a good backup center, but sixty million dollars is obviously way too much. They I mean, have, they have, they have a few young guys who are intriguing. Yeah. Uh, you know, I like Josh Okogie. Mm-hmm. Um, wing with a questionable jump shot. Yep. But but super athletic, great defender. Yes. Um, I'm intrigued by Jarrett Culver. Wing with a questionable jump shot. Yep. Yep. Uh, I like I like Jake Lehman. Don't know how he fits on this team, but I like him. Exactly. That's exactly uh, where I'm, I'm, no, I'm with Noah you. Vonley, Noah Vonley, I feel like, is a pretty good fit next to Towns. I agree. I actually, I was, actually like that. How did no one pick him up before the Timberwolves did? I, he had a good year he, last year. He, he, did people he did. just forget he was a free agent? Probably. Wait, yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, what probably. He was good. He was. Um, Covington. I don't know how he fits with this team, but interesting at least. Yeah, and then if they could, if they could trade Wiggins for, if they could trade Wiggins and Teague and a two protected first round, like two protected first round picks for uh, for CP3. I feel like you do that. Or or if you could do like Wiggins and something else, I guess, for like Nick Batum. I don't know. I don't even like these trades that I'm saying now. I just you, you gotta do something with Wiggins, because Wiggins Wiggins is not it anymore. It's time to I, it's I time agree. to cut bait. It's time to be done. He's making too much money. He hasn't he's not he has not improved in his five years in the league. If anything, he's only gotten worse. Mm-hmm. Uh, he doesn't rebound that well. He doesn't pass. He doesn't get blocks or steals. He's just empty points. You know what the problem with this, and uh, and that's 100% correct, and you know what I think the problem with this team is, is that they've worked themselves into a pickle. I feel like because, you know, they have towns signed long-term, it seems it w- it would seem on paper that the that the right move for them is to reset the Jimmy Butler experiment was a shit show. Let's just they they cut their losses. Let's just reset. We've got some interesting young guys. However, and I don't know. I don't want to question Towns's ambition because you know a lot of other people have done that, and I I I, I don't really disagree with them. But and you know he had a great second half to last year, but. I feel like this scene, this season is going to tell us a lot about the type of player that Towns is. Not on the floor, but in his in in his mind and what exactly he wants for himself in this league. Is mm-hmm. Towns happy to just kind of stand idly by, like you know, another great power forward who played for the Timberwolves, Kevin Love, and kind of waste his his the prime of his prime on a franchise that clearly doesn't really know what they're doing right now. That's the problem with this but roster. What else, but what else can Towns do? He can ask for a trade, and I think there's a good chance he might this year. If the Timberwolves get off to a slow start, and it's completely possible, even if though he, I think... If he asked Ryan, for a Ryan trade... Ryan Saunders did a good job last year, but I think, that, I think that Towns... There's a real reason he, sh- he should want out. Yeah. But yeah, I don't... I don't know. I just... I, I, look, at, I look at the Timberwolves roster, and... There's, I mean, they're not doing anything with this this year. Somebody, like we said earlier this episode, somebody's got to lose in the West. For me, I think the Timberwolves are going to be, it's it's going to be some, it's going to be the Suns and the Grizzlies at the bottom, and then the Timberwolves. Which is crazy because the Timberwolves have one of the best players in the league in Carl Anthony Towns. Yep, and that's why he should and probably will ask for a trade. Poor Minnesota. Imagine Minnesota going from Kevin Garnett to Kevin Love. To Carl Anthony Towns and making the playoffs twice total or something. Well, you really just skipped over the Jimmy Butler and Tibbs era. I was talking about I was talking about dominant big men. <laughs> but yeah, no, I'm with you on that, man. Seriously. I mean, if you want to, if you want to throw Wally Serbiak and Ricky Davis and Jimmy Butler and do you think you know how the, how Knicks fans always talk so reverentially about? A the Carmelo era, like that that one season that he had, and B the the even like nineteen ninety nine when the, the Knicks had like Larry Johnson and Allen yep. Houston. How how reverentially Knicks fans talk about that? You think Timberwolves fans are like 
Uh, remember Latrell and Sam Cassell and KG? Oh they man, have oh. They have to. that was the highlight of their their franchise's franchise? existence. <laughs> like, Jesus Christ! Yeah, like I mean, yeah, honestly, I mean, probably the even... probably the best season in in franchise history was the year Garnett won uh, MVP. Honestly, I'm not even as much as much fun as I as much as I love making fun of the Knicks. You know what? I do the same shit as a Mets fan. You know, um, I love my. Pete Alonzo's legit. Pete Alonzo was Mark McGuire. He's Mark McGuire, bro. I, I, I'm so hype about Pete Alonzo. The Mets like have we have like a franchise player that isn't like hurt all the time. Like I love David Wright, but like he made, played like 30 games in four years. Like Jesus <laughs> Christ, I'm, I'm, I'm so excited for the Mets next year. We're gonna be nasty. Also, baseball playoffs for the Yankees start Friday. You know. Hey, people are gonna be going out partying on Friday. Maybe no. Nah, I'm I'm sitting my ass home and watching because you know we got <laughs> we got to get this chip. All right, so we're gonna wrap it up there. Uh, thank you for for listening to the scores table. This this was our final part of previewing every team. Preseason starts up, I believe, next week. Actually, the Rockets are playing a team in Japan, I believe, as we record this right now. Oh wow! But but um, we'll be back with some predictions for the season some uh some questions we have going in it'll 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 be good so you don't want to miss that and uh yeah, we'll camp s- storylines you know of course of course more maybe maybe more maybe maybe more stuff to talk about from media day yep and the return of the Kyrie panic meter oh god all right well uh we'll we'll yeah we'll uh, talk to you guys next week if you enjoyed this subscribe leave a like we appreciate it and uh yeah you already know see you later